Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the energetics of everything. Today, we are diving into a really, really exciting topic. We're talking about magnetism and the energetics of becoming magnetic. So I think that we have to talk about what it means to be magnetic in the first place. And when I think about magnetism, I think specifically about gate 15. So gate 15 is in the G center and it deals with extremes. It's the gate of extremes. And so We have this shadow of dullness that then kind of goes into these energies of empty and extreme. When I think about dullness, I think about the opposite of magnetism, right? Magnetism is the gift frequency of this gate, and then fluorescence is going to be the highest frequency of this particular gate. When I think about dullness, I think about just something that's lost its shine. And so when I think about like, how does something lose its shine? What comes to my mind is jewelry. Jewelry will kind of lose its shine if it is used all of the time. And it is like overused and not taken care of in a way. It's not polished. It's not refined. It's used, but it's not taken care of. I think that would be the best way to put it. And then the other is empty. If the gemstone is missing, the jewelry is just not quite as magnetic, not quite as vibrant. With dullness, we're looking at how do we create an essence that is not empty. So obviously there has to be this fullness to it, this internal sensation of fullness and this richness that other people can feel from your energy as well. So we're looking to fill the cup and we're looking to not be too extreme. The extremes is where if you are a, let's say something is really bright, let's say something is fluorescent, too much of something fluorescent hurts my eyes. Watching like TV ads lately, even if it's not even a fluorescent color, it's just so bright, so much color. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of red, like target ads it's so much red and it hurts my eyes because it's too bright. It's too much. And it's actually something that I want to look away from. So there's that extreme magnetism where you're overreacting or you're kind of putting out too much energy, right? There's too much of that brightness. There's too much of that fullness within your aura and you're pushing it out on other people. So there's this extreme energy that can happen. And we all know someone who's a little bit extreme, whether that is with their, let's say like their lifestyle choices or their conversational style. We all know someone who's just a little bit extreme and sometimes they are too much. Sometimes they're too much and their muchness, their extremeness is repelling. It's not magnetizing. To some degree, it's interesting, right? We see these people who let's say live extremely different lives and they live these lives that are very unique. I think about bodybuilders and fitness competitors and how there's just such a different lifestyle. They're training all the time. They're working different muscle groups and lifting is a world that I lived in for a while. 
but there's a magnetism around watching someone prep for a show or watching someone really be in their element versus when I see people who are always grinding, there is too much. I do see competitors sometimes I'm like, wow, that's a little extreme for me. Or, oh, you are doing two hours of cardio every single day. That sounds disgusting. Happy for you in your extremeness, but I have no desire to be any closer to that experience. When we're talking about magnetism specifically in, I think most of my audience is probably in the entrepreneurial space and the online space, influencing, marketing, selling, They're serving a lot of people and they're looking at how can I be more magnetic to attract the right people and the opportunities into my life? How can I find my people? So when we're looking at magnetism, you want to create that image and you want to be creating something that's full. It has substance, but it's not too much to where it pushes people away. There is going to be this fine line where if it's really magnetic to the right people, it will also push away some people. So there is this concept of when you're genuinely in your magnetism, you're also in a state of repelling because what's going to magnetize some things is going to repel other people. Well, I may find it fascinating to watch bodybuilder competitions or to just watch people in their prep or watch people learn about the workouts that they're doing. I think it's a fascinating world to witness and to watch. It's something that I'm drawn to, but it's not something that I desire to put myself into. When we're talking about sales and marketing, we want to be creating an image that is drawing people in to a point where they do want to jump in. They do want to say yes. They do want the extreme thing that you are offering that they can't get anywhere else. So for bodybuilder competitors, they probably, a lot of the people that I follow or a lot of the people that I watch have clients. Their really extreme lifestyle, maybe the two hours of cardio a day or however long, even cardio every day, (laughs) cardio more than like two, three times a week for like 20 minutes is too extreme for me at this point in my life. Previously, it wasn't. That was the training that was really exciting for me. That was something that really interested me. And I thrived in it. I really enjoyed it. I felt good in my body, but it doesn't anymore, which means that extremeness, the same person can have the same level of magnetism. They can be living the same consistent magnetic life. And I may at one point have been really drawn to it and thought that that was everything that I ever wanted. And then based off of the phase in my life, I'm no longer interested at the level of intensity that I once was interested. So with magnetism, I think the first thing that you really, really need to know is that if you are in your magnetism and all of a sudden someone who has always been attracted to that energy is no longer attracted to it. You're not doing anything wrong. You are not messing it up. You are not attracting a bad situation. You're not doing something. You're not putting out weird vibes that are attracting strange, uncomfortable, and awkward situations. Sometimes it might just be that your fluorescence is at a point where you are shining so brightly that they realize they actually don't want what you have. And they're ready to go in a different direction. So that's perfectly okay. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. So now that we've talked about dullness, we've kind of talked about the extremes and the empties. I want to move into magnetism in a little bit different of a context. And we're going to talk about it from an energetic standpoint. I mean, we've been talking about it from an energetic standpoint, but a different energetic standpoint is the one that we're going to do now. When I think about magnetism, it's not necessarily an action. It's not something that you do. It's very similar to the essence of like charisma, where it's that untangible it factor that you can't tell what it is, but you feel it. 
that is the common factor. If you think about the it factor, if you think about just watching someone who's on a good day, like a singer, a performer, they're in a good day. They're really in that zone versus meth. They're not quite in that zone. It was an okay performance for them. They could be singing the same song, doing the same steps, but it's the energy that's different. It's the sensation that's different. I want to talk about falling in love. We don't fall in love with people. We as humans actually fall in love with how we feel when we are around people. So when I was falling in love with my husband, it was not who he was. It was not the things that he was doing. It was not the college degree that he was pursuing or the car that he drove or the job that he had. It was not all of those things. It was how I felt when I was around him. I felt excited. I felt safe. I had a lot of fun. I felt understood. I felt held. I felt all of those things that I was really drawn to because when I was away from him, I recognized that, oh, I don't feel the same things that I feel when I'm around you. I want more of that. And so we do not fall in love with people. We fall in love with how we feel when we're around them. So your energy and your magnetism is not related to what you're doing. It does not relate to their brand colors. It does not relate to how many times you're showing up on your social media. It does not relate to your price points or your hooks or your lead generation strategies or anything like that. It all depends on how other people feel when they're around you. The thing is, you can't control how other people feel around you. So what you can do is you can show up in a way that is magnetic and indifferent. So there is this indifference, right? If you're going to be a truly magnetic person, you also have to be willing to be repelling. And I think about a magnet always has two sides. There's always this pulling and this pushing where certain things, if it's a really strong magnet, that repelling factor, the stronger the magnet, the stronger the repelling factor as well. The stronger the attraction, the stronger the push, the stronger the pull, the stronger the push. All of that is the same. So if you're increasing your magnetism, you're also going to be increasing your repelling energy. If you are all of a sudden in a space where in business you are talking about something that you're really passionate about, you are on fire, you are in your magnetism, and then all of a sudden something that's never happened to you happens before and someone says, I don't like this. This is bad. This is too much. This is too extreme. I think you're delusional. You're going in the wrong direction. You're going to start to get people who may have been attracted at first, but now that you've really turned on your magnetism, it's too bright for where they exist. It's too bright for the goals that they're trying to get. It's too bright for the direction that they're trying to go. So it's going to be a no for them. And you get to recognize that as soon as people are starting to say no, that's your sign that the right people are coming. That's your sign that you're in the right frequency, because if you're pushing away people that Maybe you would have wanted to work with them. Maybe they would have been fun clients for you. Maybe it is aligned. But if you genuinely think about it, the people that you're pushing away are probably not your ideal clients. They're probably not the people who would be able to get results from the work that you do. Because if you're too much for them in your free content, if you're too much for them in just the small interactions, you're absolutely going to be too much for them in person. So I'm going to bring us back to this kind of dating energy and relationships because when we're talking about creating magnetism we're drawing people closer to us as we draw people closer to us there's levels of intimacy that can happen within relationships so if you're trying to attract friends you have to start as strangers you're going to have to start as strangers you're going to be attracted to people at a stranger level or we think romantically even you all start as strangers you all start at this i don't know who you are i don't know anything about you but i like how i feel when i'm around you so i'm going to go closer i'm going to take a step closer i'm going to dive a little bit deeper with you 
And then maybe you become friends or maybe it's strangers to acquaintances, to friends, to then a romantic relationship. There's this level of intimacy that can happen. In the online space, we talk about building a no like, and trust factor with your audience. What you're doing is you're looking at like, how do you make people feel? People may want to be at different points in their relationship with you. So there's definitely people that I like watching, but I don't want to be too close to. I don't want to be in their energy all the time. I like watching from afar and that works for me. There are people that I have met that have been really amazing acquaintances and maybe they do want to be my friend, but I do not want to be their friend because I don't feel good around them. When you're preserving your magnetism and when you're looking at building and staying in your magnetism, you also want to look at who you're allowing to be attracted to you, who you're allowing into your world, because there's a commingling of the energy. If someone's coming into your field, it's interacting. And so if you are attracting a bunch of people who are technically repelling your energy, your authentic energy is repelling them, but you're holding on to them. You're wasting so much energy with this push and pull of like, no, I can make it work. I can hold you here. I can serve you the way that you need to be served. I can convince you that I'm not what you think I am. You're just misunderstanding. You're going to waste your energy trying to prove to them that you are magnetic and trying to prove to them that they're just misunderstanding you. You're trying to show them something that they're frankly just not able to see. They're just not attracted to, they're just not drawn to. And so you don't have to waste your energy trying to make people's opinions about you all line up. Not everyone's going to love you. That's okay. I always like to talk about you're the villain in someone's story. And the story that I like to tell is when I was in nursing school and we were doing clinicals, as nursing students do, you learn practical skills. We do them first in labs. We have lots of practice things before we actually do something on a real human. But there is a point for every single nurse where they're going to have to try an IV stick or an NG tube, or they're going to have to try something that they've never done before. So in someone's story, I am the incompetent nursing student who couldn't get the IV on the first try. I am the villain who made their arm bleed for a little bit, or I am the villain who got something tangled or who made their IV pole just beep all of the time because I was still learning. So I'm the villain in someone's story. I was incompetent. I asked dumb questions. That was me just learning. And that was me just going through my process. So if you just in your process are going to be a villain in someone's story, just by learning, just by growing, that's okay. You have to realize that that's also going to happen in the online world. It's also going to happen in your business where as you grow, as you go after the things that you want to go after, as you become really magnetic, people might get mad. They might be jealous. They might not like the way that you're doing it. They might be judgmental because everyone's judgmental and everyone is very self-centered. And really we're looking at others and we're comparing it to how it, like, what does it say about me? What does it say about my internal experience that this external thing is happening? We're all very self-focused. So when you think about that people are self-focused, if you're worried about not being magnetic enough, you're worrying about what they think about you. And at that point, you're in your mind. You're only in your mind. But to me, magnetism is, it's an energetic thing. It's an everything thing. It's your body, it's your mind, and it's the overarching energy. I see your quantum chart in human design, your quantum aura as being that combination of your body and your mind. When they come together, when things are in harmony, that's your aura. And when both of those things are working really well in harmony, that's where you're able to expand your aura and expand your auric reach and become widely magnetic is when your mind and your body are on the same page.
So the energetic field in your aura, this is your overall state. We have your mind, we have your body, we have all of these things that make up your state. I like to think of it as mental, emotional, and physical. So when you think about magnetism, if you think about somebody, let's say you're in a coffee shop, there's someone who comes in who's got their laptop, they're ready to go, they've got their headphones ready, they're ready to sit down and get some work done. You're sitting at your coffee shop place already, you're already in your seat, you're already getting your work done. And you see them walk in and they're just having a vibe. They're in a good day. They're dressed well, or maybe they're dressed down and they're really in relaxed clothing, but there's just something about the way that they carry themselves. There's something about how they smile when they talk to the barista, how they ask the barista about her day, how they can make conversation, how they set up the things in their space to get ready and then go over and say, thank you for the coffee. And then they bring it back to their station. They put their headphones on and you could just tell that they're in this vibe. They're in this energy. It's very magnetic. They may be someone that you want to watch. They may be someone that you're like, ooh, I have no idea who you are, but you're just an interesting person. There's an intrigue with this stranger. Now think about somebody who also has a bag, is ready to get there and get some work done. And they go in, they go to the coffee shop. They say, hi, can I have this? And then they go to their chair really quietly in the corner. And then they go grab their coffee and come back and don't say another word. It doesn't matter that the one person talked more than the other. None of the actual things matter. There's an essence about those two people. There's an essence around one of them being magnetic and one of them being kind of meh. It has to do with energy and it has to do with how you feel. So your feelings, we talked about this in the last episode where your responses and your physiological reactions are based off of the stimuli that you receive. So at some level... You are going to be attracted to people who are magnetic because there's something in their energetic field that is communicating to you at an energetic level. And then you can't quite tell what it is, but by the time it gets to your conscious brain, you're like, I don't know. I just like the way that it feels. (laughs) So you're attracted to that person more often. We can see this in social media. We can see this in the online space. I know that there were some offers that I had to create recently that were aligned for me to create so that I could learn the lesson that I really needed to learn. We put out a couple of offers that were not very magnetic and it has nothing to do with me. I know I'm a magnetic person. I know I work with energy in a very intentional way, but my audience was like, I really like the idea of it, but something is off. It just doesn't feel like the right time. It just doesn't feel like the right container for me. So people went based off of the vibes. They love the idea. They love the content that was available. They love the offer. Maybe the money was even absolutely available and effortlessly accessible to them. However, they just didn't feel right about it. This is magnetism. It deals with how you feel when you're looking at how you can increase how you feel. It's kind of based on three things. Your state is based off of three things. We have your mind, your body, and your emotions. We're going to talk about your emotions as kind of your energy, your field, how you feel. So when you're thinking about your state, you want to be working with the three things. One, how's your posture? How are you holding yourself? How are you carrying yourself? How are you sitting? Are you sitting in a way that says she's magnetic? Are you sitting in a way that says, please ignore me. Don't talk to me. Let me blend in with society. Because there's a very different energy in that posture. Maybe it's, oh, I can't cross my legs in this seat. People might think I'm weird if I like have my knee up to my chest or people might think I'm weird if I sit like this. It's worrying about how it's going to look and it's like trying to hide versus allowing yourself to be seen and allowing yourself to gain attention. I play with magnetism when I'm out. I'll play with this in like the grocery store. I'll play with this in a couple of different places. There's a couple of stores that are close together and I tend to do one store and then the other pretty consistently on Sundays. 
the last couple of weeks, I've seen the same guy. The first time I saw him in both stores and he recognized me, like recognized him. He's like, oh, I've seen you. I've consciously been aware of you, but I didn't remember that he was in the other store. And he's like, oh, you've got the same idea. Target and then Publix. Love it. So he recognized that I was in both stores, even though I'm wearing a black t-shirt, shorts, my hair is in a messy bun. I'm not in anything special. I'm just grocery shopping. But the energy that I was in, I was in this essence of, I play with this game of like, what if someone was watching me? What if there's a camera? What if this is a movie scene? What if someone is watching me? How can I be a role model in this moment? So I will play with how can I be a role model in the grocery store? It's asking if I can get by people if it's really busy. It's not just saying, ooh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pretend to look at these cereal boxes that I'm not actually interested in until you move. It's saying, hey, can I get by you really quickly? Sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. Or it's just making that small conversation, that small connection where you're someone who is asking for what they want. You're moving through your actions. You're moving through the world in a way that's aligned for you. And you're being courteous of others. My goal is always, how can my presence in the grocery store make other people feel better? Maybe it's smiling. Maybe it's moving out of the way. Maybe it's allowing them to go in front of me. There's many different things that I can do to make people feel even just a little bit better when I'm around them. That's kind of physical actions, right? You've got your physical state, how you're holding yourself, your posture, the physical things that you're doing. The next is going to be your thoughts, the things that you are thinking, the things that you are thinking and the inner monologue that you may be having is very important for your magnetism, because if it's self-critical and judgmental, then you're not going to have the confidence to take the action. If the voice in your head says they're going to think you're weird before you even open your mouth to say, hey, can I squeeze by you? You're not going to ask if you can squeeze by them. That's again, a moment where your body is saying, oh, it would be more uncomfortable to not be seen. That's conditioning that says it's not safe to be seen. I have to be small to make other people's lives better, to make other people's lives more easy. The thing is that you exist. You may not have asked to exist. I don't think any of us consciously remember choosing to be born or choosing to exist in this moment, choosing to be here. But you exist. As of right now, you have a 100% survival rate, which means that you are existing successfully, I might add. So why are you not allowing yourself to actually exist? People in the grocery store exist. Every time I go there, there's other people. Every single time I have been to a grocery store, there has been other people and I have every right to be there that they do. I can take up space. I can ask questions. I can ask people to move if I need to. That's available to me that I don't have to hide. I don't have to be small in my actions in order to exist. You exist in the online space too. You exist on social media. If you have ideas that you are hiding, like, oh, what do they think about me? What if this doesn't match my vision or doesn't match my feed? Or what if this doesn't make sense to them? They're expecting this. Can I be something else? You can be anything that you want to be because there are no rules around how you get to exist. You take up space. So start taking up space physically and start taking up space energetically. So one, we've got posture. Two, we have your thoughts. You've got to see yourself in the identity. You've got to think about yourself in a way that supports you in being magnetic. So start thinking magnetic thoughts. If you need reframes, if you need to just flip this around, you can always just ask yourself, how can I be more magnetic right now? How can I make people feel better? 
How can I make people fall in love with how they feel in my world? Allowing people to fall in love with how they feel in your world is not about gift giving. It's not about showering them with things. It's not about giving. It's actually about just holding space. And again, how people feel. I read an article about somebody who was curious to know if small talk in the workplace made you more accessible and made you more approachable. She did a little experiment where every single day she talked to people. She asked them questions. She got to know them. She got to know everyone in the office. By the end of that experiment, she realized that no one asked questions about her. She asked questions about them. She got to know them. She made small talk with them. And no one asked questions about her. So none of them actually knew her very well. None of them knew about her pets. None of them knew about the things going on in her life or her daily activities, but she made small talk with all of them. And all of them talked about her to their supervision, about how much they enjoy her, how hard of a worker she is, how incredible she was. They didn't know anything about her other than she took a little bit of time to ask them a couple of questions and make them feel better. They felt good in her energy. And so therefore they assumed that she was magnetic and that she was incredible and that she is this amazing person just because of how she made them feel with small talk. She didn't have to prove anything. She did not have to show them, look at my value here. Did you see my numbers here? It wasn't, look, I made 10K this month and my client did this and this is here. And it's not that social proof. It's not look at all of the things that I have done. Look at all the things I could do for you. See my value. It's just this energy of making someone feel better in your presence. And then all of a sudden they see you in a different way. People's perceptions of us are based off of how we feel. And this comes into the conversation around energy. We have our mental thoughts, the things that we're going to think that awareness where your focus goes is where energy is going to flow. And then your body, which is the vehicle that's actually taking the steps, doing the manifestations, making things happen, making most of the decisions, your energy and your aura, I see as the combination of both. When your behaviors are in alignment, when you're holding yourself in a way where your posture and your body communicates this essence of magnetism, communicates this essence of confidence and caring and tenderness and just juiciness, of course, it's going to attract people around you. We've got the thoughts, we have the body. And then in that combination, there's going to be this coherence that creates the overarching aura that is super magnetic. And this is based off of how you feel. If you want other people to feel good when they're around you, you have to feel good. And the way that we make other people feel good when they are around us is by being in alignment with ourselves and seeing what we can do to support their alignment. I feel my absolute best when I am responding. If someone is asking me questions and they're like, what do you think about this? If they are giving me things that I don't have an option to feel through, if I'm being pressured to make a decision in the moment, it doesn't matter how much I like that person, I get frustrated. And my husband, who is a sacral authority, can tell you this. (laughs) Because even though I adore him more than anything in the entire world, I get really frustrated at him when he puts me in a position where I can't just follow my authority. I can't just wait to respond. I can't just feel it through or he's giving me a time limit for how long I have to feel it through by. And so he knows that right now. He knows these things and we've been able to communicate and improve our communication over the time. But that was something that even though I love him as a person, the interactions that we had pushed me out of alignment and it made me feel bad. And so it started to cause issues. So if you want other people to feel good around you, you have to look at how you're affecting people, how you're affecting people. If you want to dive into the human design chart is going to be in your definition. 
in your definition. So your defined centers is going to be how you affect people. I affect people with a lot. I have seven of the nine centers defined. And so how I feel when I'm around other people is extremely important because it's going to dictate how they feel when they're around me as well on some level, because our energy is communicating in a specific way. How you make other people feel good is if I have a correction to make, I'm going to ask for an invitation. I'm going to see if it's correct for me to be offering my advice, offering my opinions, because my goal is to make them feel seen, heard, and supported. And so if I have an opinion or if I have a perspective or a piece of wisdom and advice to share, I want to share it in a way that's going to support them in feeling good and me feeling good. Because if I feel good, they're going to feel good in the process. The goal in that moment is to see if they're really close to coming up with a solution on their own. Is it necessary for me to share that? Or is what's going to support them in feeling good and support them in their overall alignment for me to take a step back and say, that looks like a great idea. Can you explain this to me more? And then have them talk about it. And as they talk about it, they'll probably find the solution themselves versus I think you're missing this right here. Different energy, different approach. And it's focused on how do I want people to feel when they're around me? You can look at, of course, your strategy and authority of like responding. If I'm responding to something, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to give this back to you. And it's either going to be frustrating or satisfying based on the frustration or satisfaction. I will make my next step. (laughs) If it's frustrating, I'll say no. If it's satisfying, I'll continue and I will say yes. You can ask questions in a way that supports your energy and supports the people around you. The other thing I will say is that the alignment in the center is me being a sacral being with my sacral center is defined. It means it's going to be a big part of my energy. If I am unsatisfied, people can feel it. If I am unsatisfied with the work that I do, it does not matter how many times I'm like, no, it's fine. I can like gloss over it and pretend that it's totally okay. People can feel it. They can tell that I'm not satisfied. All of a sudden, unconsciously, they're like, oh, this isn't working. I need to do this. Maybe I can offer help, but I don't know how to help. She said, no, it puts them in an uncomfortable situation where they don't know what to do because I have a lot of energy that I'm processing and I'm processing it in a way that is not working. So your energy affects your aura. The body graph shows us how energy is moving in and out of our aura and out of our energy. And if we want to expand our aura, it's actually about expanding our capacity for how much energy we're allowing to come in and move out of us. So move through us in any given moment. So if I want to expand my aura, I want to have a bigger impact. I want to look at how I'm impacting people at a bigger level, but I also have to look at a collective level. What is the first impression of my energy? If I come across as somebody who is frustrated, who is forceful, who is really strongly desiring things and pushing them into existence, that's not going to be as attractive as someone who is strong, someone who is dedicated, someone who is in a different energy. My satisfaction is extremely important. My pleasure is extremely important because when people see me in my pleasure, that's one of the big things in my energy that is really magnetic. Your definition is where you draw people in. And so the more you are yourself, the more aligned you are with yourself, the more you allow energy to just flow through those centers, the more magnetic you're going to be. So when I am saying yes to everything that I want to create and all of the satisfaction, doing it my way and doing it on my timeline, that's when I'm the most magnetic. That's when everyone is saying, oh my gosh, I love to watch you. Oh my gosh, everything that you're putting out is incredible. Oh my God, you're on fire right now. That's when my team is like, oh my God, I just want to watch you create. I'm snooping on this. I'm snooping on that. 
I am super magnetic when I am not worried about other people, what they're thinking, what they're doing, and just allowing myself to create. And that's really magnetic. Another place where I'm really magnetic is in my emotional center. Being emotionally defined, the emotionality is the top of the decision-making hierarchy. And so how I feel, if anyone is undefined in my world, which is 50% of the population is undefined emotionally, about half the people that I interact with are going to amplify how I feel and amplify my emotional reactions. So if I'm in a situation where something happens and all of a sudden, let's use the grocery store again. If I'm in the grocery store and this happened the other day, they didn't have the gluten-free bread. Everywhere I looked, they did not have the gluten-free bread. And I was really frustrated. (laughs) They had bagels, they had hamburger buns. They didn't have bread. And all I wanted was bread. But it would be easy for me to get really frustrated. And I could have talk to one of the workers. It's like, do you have any in the back? Where is it? I could go into this. I'm frustrated because I don't have what I want and I'm pushing it on you. I'm forcing it to happen. I'm not leaving here without this. I could have made a scene with that frustration. People might've overheard me from aisles over. If I wanted my energy to be really impactful, it could have been in a very negative way. Of course, that was not the goal. Obviously I wanted it to be in a positive way. I looked around and then I asked one employee really nice, like, Hey, I've been looking for the gluten-free bread. I know it's in these two sections and I didn't see it. Do you happen to know if you guys are out of that or if you do have any? Took her two minutes to go check. She checked, said that they were actually out. And I was like, no big deal. That's completely fine. It was a short interaction. It was my energy impacting her. It was my emotions impacting her as well. Because if I was super frustrated and I allowed that to cause anger and bitterness and this resentment, I could easily have blamed the person in the situation. She would have felt overwhelmed by my response and it wouldn't have been beneficial to anyone that's involved, anyone that's involved at all. When we're increasing our capacity, when we're increasing our aura, we want to expand our aura and have a bigger impact. It deals with how much energy you're allowing to flow through your aura. What this means and what this looks like is for me being an emotional manifesting generator, the basics of it is I am going to be responding to everything when I'm responding to everything. And when I am moving emotions freely, so I'm feeling it, I'm like, wow, I'm feeling this. That's really cool. And I'm allowing myself to acknowledge it, see it, and then let it go. I'm keeping that energy moving through me constantly. And when I'm constantly moving my emotionality through yoga, through journaling, through just sitting with my emotions, through breath work, there's all of these practices, through song, through dance, through all of these things that I do, I move emotions through my body. And that keeps energy flowing through my aura at a really high and large capacity. When I am thinking about increasing my business to growing to a space where it's serving thousands and thousands of people, I'm looking at how can my life positively impact and make thousands and thousands of people feel better. So I want to be the person that thousands of people can see on the internet and be like, wow, oh my God, she is just so excited. She's so happy about the work that she does. Here's the thing where when you're making people feel better in your undefined energy is where you can hold space. That's where you can interact with each other in a really unique way when you're in a one-on-one or small group setting. When you're talking about a larger impact, I find that it's more helpful to really just focus on the definition and focus on what you're putting out there to allow that to draw in the people that you're working with. So we talked about in the beginning of this, when we're looking at magnetism, we have that shadow of emptiness. 
And so if there's nothing inside of you, no one's going to be attracted. You have energy inside of you. You're in your definition. You're allowing it to expand. You're allowing energy to move through you. People are going to watch that. And that energetic movement is going to pull people into your field. So I look at if I want to be impacting thousands or tens of thousands of people, who do I need to be to them? How intimate of a connection do I need to have with them? How can I have a connection where I make thousands of people feel good without having to sit down with every single one of them and make small talk and ask them questions and completely exhaust myself? Now it's about how can I make the impact and increase my energy in a way that doesn't decrease or compromise my values, compromise the integrity that I have decided, the boundaries that I've put in place for how I'm going to approach getting where I want to go. Let's kind of sum this up, I think. Magnetism is this essence of being able to make people feel good in your presence by just being yourself. And it's about turning up the volume on who you are, being a little bit bolder in your actions, being a little bit brighter in your movements and not being afraid to take up space because you exist. You may not have asked to exist, but you are here and you have every right to take up just as much space as absolutely anyone in your world. So why not take up lots of space and allow your energy to impact lots of people and interact with lots of people and be as magnetic as you want to be by doing what you want to do and trusting yourself and being as authentic and aligned as you possibly can. So that is today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you very soon. 